Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Once again, welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am so excited to be here on this show. This is my Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show for Week 11. I cannot believe that the regular season is almost over. As this is the final regular season games for the state of Alabama And then next week will be the final regular season games for the state of Georgia. We will get into playoffs for Alabama and Georgia. I just want to remind everybody that has been listening to the show since week one that I will continue doing my high school football playoff shows all the way into the playoffs, which will end that second week in December for Georgia, and it will end that first week of December in Alabama. I plan on having special guests on the show to include WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. He is going to be on the show next week as we are going to preview several of the playoff games that will happen in the Chattahoochee Valley. I want to remind all you listeners that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, Christie's Cafe, and a new sponsor, the Man in the Mirror podcast with Charles Stevens. Excited about that one. Oh, we've got a great show. I'm going to get into the games that happened last night. I'm going to also get into... Um, some of the key matchups tonight, including the high school game of the week, which is the Trinity Christian Lions taking on the Troop County Tigers. Troop County is trying to get their first region title since 1987. And boy, I love watching Teo Todd. All right, so this is the high school football preview review show. Hey, I'm approaching episode 500. That won't happen for another couple of weeks. This is episode 492. I am super excited about that. We're going to go ahead and get into the action for some of the games that happened last night. We are actually being broadcasted live on Facebook, Twitter. Congratulations to the Carver Tigers. Carver gets a big win over Doherty. 27 to nothing, including an 83-yard run by Jamari Riley. A great run by Jamari Riley. It was just incredible. And uh, that was their first home game at Otis Spencer Stadium. So the Carver Tigers, they are, they've clinched a playoff berth. They are going to be, for 3A Region 1, they are uh, 7-2 overall, 4-1 in the region. So congratulations to uh, the Carver Tigers. Carver is in second place as they uh, did lose to Thomasville earlier in the season. Thomasville beat them 15-14. Carver, 7-2 overall, 4-1 on the 
their region play, and Carver is actually, their regular season is over. And so they are headed to the playoffs. Columbus, Columbus, they ended up losing to Monroe, and Columbus, their season is over. Looking at their record, 2-8 and eight overall, 0-5 and five in the region last night at Kennett Stadium. They did lose to Monroe by a score of 40-7. to So their season is over. Last night, congratulations to Russell County for getting the victory over Greenville, 33-14. to Their regular season is over as they finish with a 3-7 and record. And so, so LaGrange was supposed to play Fayette County last night. That game was a forfeit win for the Grangers. They got one more game against Troop County. They will uh, take on Troop County next week. Uh, that should be the high school game of the week. But they are currently 7-2. and two. So I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the standings for... you got five talented teams that are fighting for four playoff spots. Troop County taking on Trinity Christian tonight. LaGrange is 7-2 and two there, 4-2 and two in the region. Stars Mill and Whitewater, they play each other next week. And there's a lot of tiebreaker scenarios. LaGrange has won four straight... That is going to be a huge game next week between LaGrange and Troop County. I expect the whole town of LaGrange at Callaway Stadium next Friday night. Really looking forward to that game. Uh, like So basically, let's go ahead and preview Week 10. So in Week 10, Auburn is taking on Prattville tonight. This is a very important game for Prattville because if they win, they are going to go to the playoffs. Dothan is really cheering for Auburn. If you look at the standings in 7A Region 2 right now, Central has got the tiebreaker over Auburn. They are 6-1 and one in the region, 7-2 and two overall. Auburn is 6-1 and one in the region, 8-1 and one overall, and they still have Smith Station tonight. You have, so Auburn did beat Prattville Last week, I was actually looking at week 10. So Auburn beat Prattville 37-29 to last week, and Auburn takes on Smith Station tonight at the Duck. Dothan did get the victory over Jefferson Davis 42-14 to yesterday, and so they finished the regular season with a 7-3 and record, 5-3 and in the region. Behind Dothan is Prattville and Enterprise, both with a 4-3 and record. Prattville... They take on Central tonight at Garrett Harrison Stadium, and Enterprise takes on Robert E. Lee. Opelika's regular season is over as they finish with a record of 5-5 five and 4-4 five and four and four on the year. So they will not make it to the playoffs this season. A tough transition for the Opelika Bulldogs that actually had a decent season. They did have a decent season, and, you know, when you're making that transition from 6A to 7A, it is always tough. But, uh, yeah, they they actually had a had a great season. I mean, they, they upset Central. That was a huge upset for the Opelika Bulldogs. So let's go into Week 11. Here's some of the games that we have for Week 11. So tonight, 
at the Swamp, you have Chambers Academy taking on Glenwood. Glenwood is 6-3 and three overall, 6-1 and one in region play. And Chambers Academy, the Rebels, have won seven straight games. Very impressive. Very impressed by Chambers Academy. Lee Scott Academy, they've been the number one team all year in the AISA. I think Lee Scott Academy is going to win a state title. They are 9-0. and They are taking on Edgewood Academy. It's a non-region game for the Lee Scott Academy Warriors. All right, so we have Valley going up to Alexander City to take on Benjamin Russell tonight. Beauregard is, is on the road against Lincoln. Realtown. Realtown got a huge win over Highland Home, 8-7. to That was a defensive struggle game. And Realtown is taking on Zion Chapel on the road tonight. So if you look at Alabama, and they will start the playoffs next week, we don't have matchups, but I do plan on getting some of the matchups on next week's show so we can preview all the games for Alabama. All right, so let's go over to Georgia. And so tonight... Tonight at Kennett Stadium, Northside has a chance to win their first ever region title in school history as they will take on McIntosh. Now, McIntosh, they do have the tiebreaker. I'm going to pull up. So as you can see, Northside is 8-1 and one on the year, taking on 1-1 one one McIntosh, who's 4-4. Four and four. Northgate is 2-1, and one, but Northside already won against Northgate. Harris County is taking on Drew. I mean, Northside has already locked up the playoff spot. I really like their quarterback, Caden Clay. I really love Malachi Hosley. I actually saw him in person when I went to a high school football game at Northside at Kennett Stadium. And and Northside is looking to win this region. And I'm, I wish them nothing but the best of luck. I think that Northside is, is really going to have a great game against... Uh, Oh, man, forgot their name. Oh, McIntosh out of uh, Peachtree City. So Northside taking on McIntosh tonight. We do have a lot of road games, but we have another big game in Columbus as 7-1 and one, Heritage taking on 7-1 and one, St. Anne Pacelli. And I'm going to pull up the standings for that game because St. Anne Pacelli, my goodness, what a season that Dwight Jones has done, and they're 7-1, 2-0 in the region. And, you know, they still got to play Westfield School. So if you look at St. Ampicelli, they are 7-1 right now, 2-0 in the region. Westfield School is 2-1. Heritage is 1-1, but they are 7-1. So this is a big game for their region to try to win. So St. Ampicelli at Dimel Field tonight against the Heritage Hawks. Spencer is on the road against Central of Macon. You have uh, Rutland. Rutland is taking on Kendrick tonight at Otis Spencer Stadium. Kendrick has yet to win a game. They have a chance to pick up their first victory of the season next week as they will take on the Jordan Red Jackets. And speaking of Jordan, they are taking on Northeast. Another a big game, the Spencer Green Wave taking on Central and looking at the standings for the Spencer Green Wave, oh, Spencer's just had an incredible season. 
I just cannot believe how well the Spencer Green Wave has made that transition from 4A to 2A. And in 2A Region 2, you still have a lot of great teams that are fighting for playoff spots. Spencer right now 5-0 and in the region, 6-2 and overall. Behind them is Northeast, who they beat last week, and they still got to play Ace Charter next week. Look at Ace Charter. Four and one on the season, and they are seven and one in region play. Very impressive. Callaway. Callaway is taking on McNair as they are trying to wrap up their region. They had a statement win last week against Eagles Landing Christian Academy, 49 to 20. And what can you say about Quay Whitfield? He won high school player of the week. He had six touchdowns. And Callaway has won five straight games. And the Callaway Cavaliers are just looking very impressive. Don't look past that 0-3. That, that's not the Callaway team. And plus, they were playing some tough opponents, including Opelika, Cedartown, which is one of the favorites to win the state title in 4A, and Troop County, who is really having a great season at 8-0. And I think that the Callaway Cavaliers are starting to pull away, and uh, they are just doing an incredible job. I cannot tell you enough that what Callaway is doing. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and back to week 10. No, back to week 11. Uh, so you got Crawford County taking on Lamar County. Heard County is taking on Temple. Manchester taking on Central of Talbotton. Chatco taking on Greenville. Macon County is taking on Taylor County. Schley County, who beat Manchester last week, as they are in first place in their region, they beat Manchester 28-6. to That was a statement win by the Schley County Wildcats. They are taking on Marion County down in Ellaville. And Brookstone, still trying to get into the playoffs. They're taking on Strong Rock Christian. You could tell that. So Hardaway is taking on Bainbridge. Shaw is currently on a bye. It's just so many great matchups in the Chattahoochee Valley. And I'm excited that I've had an opportunity to to call these great matchups. It's about time on that show to go ahead and reveal my top 10 for East Alabama and West Georgia. So here we go. Number one, Central. Central is 7-2. and two. They're taking on Prattville tonight. You know, their only two losses were to Opelika on a last-second field goal in overtime and a loss to IMG Academy. Central's got some great players. And they are number one on my list. All right, number two, the Auburn Tigers. And the reason why I have them at number two and not number one is because Central beat them 38-17. Uh, to 17. And so the Auburn Tigers, uh, they close out the regular season against Smith Station tonight at the Duck. And uh, Auburn should be hosting a couple of playoff games in their region. Number three, Lee Scott Academy. I dropped Lee Scott Academy because, well, I mean, they're in the AISA but they still have dominated just about every team they have faced. Number four, the Hanley Tigers. So Hanley, you know, their only loss was to Aniston. I got to tell you, Hanley, who won a state title in 2020, they look pretty impressive. I think that uh, that's the reason why I have them here on 
number four on the list is because of that reason. Nine and one overall, five and one in region play, and they beat Mumford last week, forty-nine to fourteen. Number five, Lochapoca. The Poca way is still working. They are eight and one on the year. Head coach Rico Newton said it is state title or bust. They do have that one loss to Maplesville, but Lochapoca is looking pretty good. Number six, Real Town. The Realtown Rebels, 7-1 and one after getting a huge victory over Highland Home. That's why I jumped them up in my rankings. So Realtown is looking good. Number 7, Beauregard. They do have that one loss, but they are 8-1. and one. Uh, It looks like they're going to wrap up second place. They did lose to Central Clay. And then number 8, the Eufaula Tigers, who got a very big statement win against Blakely County, who's uh, over across on the other side into Georgia. And it was a very interesting border war. Then you got number nine, Chambers Academy at seven and two. And number ten, the Glenwood Gators, six and three. Both teams are playing each other tonight at the swamp for a non region game. So that was my top ten for East Alabama. Now let's go to top ten in West Georgia. Number one, the Troop County Tigers. Eight and no. They are taking on the Trinity Christian Lions tonight for the Sports Beats High School Game of the Week, and they are trying to win their first region title since 1987. Right now, they had a a rankings for all the teams in Georgia, the entire state, that are 4A and below, and Troop County was ranked 13th. Still a long ways to go. Um, There are some talented teams in 4A, but... Troop County knows what's at stake. They want to win a state title. Number two, the Callaway Cavaliers. I jumped them all the way up to number two because Callaway got a huge win over Eagles Landing Christian Academy. Quay Whitfield with six touchdown passes. Quay Whitfield with six touchdown runs. Callaway moves up to number two. Carver is at number three, and I feel that they're going to continue to rise, especially with that statement win over Doherty. 37 to nothing. Carver is going to host a couple of playoff games at Otis Spencer Stadium. Number four, the LaGrange Grangers. They did get the win over Fayette County. It was a forfeit win, but they are 7-2 and two now, and they will take on Troop County next week. It looks like that is going to be the high school game of the week for Week 12. Number six, the Northside Patriots. I've been getting a lot of slack for having Northside so low on this rankings. I kind of feel like if Northside does beat McIntosh, that I should put them higher up on this list. And so we'll see what happens. I think that uh, that they should be here. They're number six. I got St. Ampicelli number five. They are 7-1. They're taking on Heritage. Northside is number six. Number seven is the Spencer Green Wave. They are six and two. Number eight, Schley County, six and two as well after beating Manchester last week. Manchester is number nine. They are five and three. And then rounding out the top ten for West Georgia, number ten, the Brookstone Cougars, who are five and three. So that is my top 10 for East Alabama and West Georgia. And as we get ready to go into the playoffs, feel that that 
list is going to change uh, just a little bit. All right, so I cover the majority of the teams in East Alabama and West Georgia. Now let's go to the teams in Noonan. You know, I always try to give Noonan some love on this show because we are broadcasted out of Noonan, Georgia on WQEE. But let's talk about the East Coweta Indians. So East Coweta have had a decent season. They're 5-3 and three overall. One and one in their region. And you look at their region. You know, they did lose to, uh, they beat Campbell uh, two weeks ago. They had a bye last week. Uh, They're taking on Westlake tonight. It is a region game. They have one more region game against Pebblebrook. But looking at the standings for East Coweta, Carrollton right now is the best team in the region with a 9 and 0 record and Carrollton, you know, they East Coweta did lose to Carrollton. So Carrollton is 3 and 0. Uh 9 and 0 overall. East Coweta is a uh, 5 and 3 overall, 1 and 1 in region play. Now let's uh talk about the Noonan Cougars. That's another team that is in so the Noonan Cougars, three and five overall, two and three in region play. They are in six A region five. Noonan is actually taking on Douglas County tonight, who are six and two. This is a region game. They did lose to Langston Hughes forty one to nothing last Friday. They still got to play New Manchester, another region game. And looking at the Noonan Cougars right now. They are on the outskirts if they want to try to get into the playoffs. Langston Hughes, 8-0 on the season. They're 5-0 in the region. South Paulding, 6-2 overall, 5-0 in the region. Douglas County, 6-2 overall, 4-1 in the region. Paulding County is 3-2 in the region, but they are 5-3 overall. Looking at the rest of the region standings, Noonan is 3-5 overall with a 2-3 record in region play, followed by Alexander with a 2-6 record overall, 1-4 in region play. East Paulding and New Manchester, both with an 0-5 record in region play. Now let's talk about Sandy Creek. They are 7-2 overall with a 1-1 record in region play. They did lose to Cedar Grove 49-34 last week, but they are on the road to take on Douglas in the region. Here's what 3A Region 5 looks like for Sandy Creek. Cedar Grove is undefeated in the region with a 2-0 record. Followed by Carver of Atlanta with a two and one record. Sandy Creek is one and one, and Douglas is zero and four. Now let's look at Landmark Christian. The Landmark Christian War Eagles are four and four overall, two and two in region play. They got a big win last Thursday night in Decatur against Towers, forty-three to six, and they take on Redan tonight at home. Redan is two and seven on the season. They have got a huge game next week against the Callaway Cavaliers, which are leading this division in 2A Region 5 with a 4-0 record, followed by Eagles Landing Christian Academy at 3-1. Columbia is 3-2, 6-3 overall. Lamar Christian is tied with McNair at 2-2. So McNair, who takes on Callaway, the McNair Mustangs, Taking on the Callaway Cavaliers tonight at home. This is a very crucial playoff game 
this game has got playoff implications, and of course, Landmark Christian is rooting for Callaway hard for them to beat McNair. But Landmark Christian does have the tiebreaker against the Mustangs. Without further ado, I think it's time to bring my broadcast partner and co-host Corey Bank on the show as we are going to recap that game that we called last weekend between Russell County and Clay Central. And we are going to preview this upcoming Glenwood Chambers Academy game. Don't want to miss it. We'll be back with Corey. Welcome back to the show. And on the show, I've got my broadcast partner and co-host Corey Bank. And so, Corey, what we are going to talk about is we called the Russell County Central Clay game last week. Russell County, however, lost the game 26-14. to They did beat Greenville last night 33-14, so they end their regular season at 3-7. and A disappointing year for the Russell County Warriors, but they did finish the season strong, winning their last two or three. Absolutely, Richard. So they have a very bright future with a guy that really stepped up in his own right as a freshman, Kelson Popcorn Tarver. Kelson Popcorn Tarver, my goodness. We saw him in the spring, in the uh, gym game, and we knew that we were seeing a star being aligned for this Russell County team. Whether he carried the football between the tackles and drove forward, and he was able to pop outside with the jump cuts. The guy has got incredible talent and is going to be a game-breaker for years to come for this Russell County team. Now, a guy who was developing throughout the season for Russell County is quarterback Robert Calhoun. Early in the year, he was showing that he was just a running quarterback, getting out of the tackle box, making plays with his legs, getting out in space. But then later on in the year, we saw him come together as a quarterback. The slant route became his best friend. And he was hitting all of his targets, whether it was A.J. Black, it was Quan Harper, whether it was Cameron Bullock and Castillo. And then later on in the year, a guy who's emerging, young star in the making for this Russell County team, that's Denver Harper. He was really dynamic in the return game, and he was able to get out in space, becoming an incredible player. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, when you've got to recap what's going on with his Russell County team this year, we saw James Todd really step up at defensive tackle, specimen of a guy. He was penetrating the whole entire offensive line of almost every single team, and he was getting right in the backfield, incredible player. Now, Guys who are really stepping up later part of the year, Jimmy Robinson. Jimmy Robinson, they would line him up as a defensive end, and there were some cases throughout the year they lined him up as an outside backer. So later on in the year, he was really coming together and playing some great football. Now, at linebacker, they had Devin Presley. Devin Presley had a decent season. He was a gap-filling inside backer. Uh, When teams would run inside a tackle box, very good to assist the defense. And then how can you not forget about the talented, athletic, roaming linebacker, Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams, incredible athlete. We saw him taking angles to the football that were 
characterized as a guy who can play at the next level, Richard. And it's very impressive in that regard. So, and then their ball hawk. And he proved to be a guy that was a stout tackling defensive back, Don Quavius Crawford. They lined him back by a corner. He was your rover safety. And man, was he a playmaker, playing bumper run coverage and making great tackles in the secondary. Russell County uh, had some bright spots in the year. And how can you not forget the outstanding workhorse running back, Drew Pickett? Drew Pickett showed every bit of why he is going to be going to Wake Forest on his Division I scholarship. In that regard, he was hitting the hole. He was driving defenders back, carrying them on his back. And then when he needed to hit the end zone and find Pater this season, we've seen him do it on fourth down conversions. We've seen him pop outside, making the runs. He is every bit as a workhorse back. Now, something that has gone unnoticed throughout the year is the fact that he is an incredible blocker. There was times in the year that Robert Calhoun was roaming around, running around for dear life, and who stepped up and made that pass block? It was Drew Pickett. That's going to really help when he goes to the next level and separate himself from the other Wake Forest Deacons. Uh, absolutely, Corey. You're right. I mean, Russell County had a very successful season. Uh, so tonight at the Swamp, Chambers Academy is taking on Glenwood. These two talented AISA programs are really hot. Both are going to the playoffs. This is a non-region game. Chambers Academy is 7-2. and two. They have won seven straight games after starting the year 0-2. And, and Glenwood, 6-3, six 6-1 and six and in the region. They put up 63 points against Morgan Academy last week. And i got to tell you, Corey, this game, even though it's a non-region game, it is a huge game for both teams because... There's some bragging rights. They're both private schools in the Chattahoochee Valley. That is something they want to try to build some momentum going into the playoffs. We don't know who they're going to play in the playoffs just yet. Glenwood has wrapped up the number two spot behind Lee Scott Academy in the region. And so the Glenwood Gators, it's senior night. They're taking on Chambers Academy. Uh, What do you think about this game and what are you looking forward to with this matchup? With this matchup, the Glenwood Gators have been playing efficient football, Richard. And a guy that we're going to have to be looking out for is quarterback, outstanding passer, outstanding runner, Dallas Crow. The dual threat quarterback, he is comfortable in the pocket. He steps up to his throws. And when he has ran the RPO this season, he's ran to perfection. Incredible with his legs. He doesn't force throws. And that's something at this level that shows that he has a maturity. And he's got the likes to become a college quarterback in that regard. Likes throwing the medium slant routes over the field. We've also seen him be dynamic, throwing go routes over on mono mono coverage throughout the season. And talent like Dallas Crow. wow. Now, a guy throughout the year has been an efficient target for Dallas Crow. That's number three, wide receiver, all year long, Aaron Burton. He's a great all-round athlete, 
We've seen him line up in the slot, ring around for jet sweeps, and he is incredibly efficient over the middle of the field when you run slant patterns. He's got big play capability written all over him. He's been showcasing this throughout the year, all year long. Very decent. And once he gets to the next level, he's got track star speed, and he's able to make guys miss and shimmy and go in for the score. Now, another guy on the Glenwood team that's been dynamic, that is JT Banks. Man, is he the definition of a balanced running back, Richard. Has the ability to make defenders miss, and he drives those piles. Yes, he can get elusive and get out into the second level, and my goodness, he's a dynamic pass catcher. When you get him out in screens, he can run and fly for the touchdown. Now, another guy, he is the other Burton brother. Wow. What a talent he is. Outside linebacker, Lamont Burton. An absolute beast, Richard. He can navigate and survey the field from tackle box to tackle box all the way through a roaming linebacker, elite at its finest. And once he gains momentum, he can clog up those holes We've also seen him line up as a defensive end this year. They put him up in the wide nine. And, man, does he get after quarterbacks in the pass rush very efficiently. Incredible talent. Now, another guy in this team who's going to step up on the defensive side of the ball, and that's a combo pack hybrid outside backer as well at defensive end, is Samaje Williams. He's an absolute stud of an edge rusher, and he's been showing it all year long. We've been seeing him make the necessary – taking necessary angles to the football, sacking quarterbacks, making plays in the second level. The guy's got every ability to be uh, the definition of a run-stuffing stuffing hybrid linebacker defensive end type that you're looking for. And then a guy in the secondary. They line up a safety. They line up a nickel. They line up a, you're an X or Y receivers. And that is number 42, Camden White. Camden White. Absolute ball hawk of a defender. He can survey the field, and he takes the proper angles to the football. Very well coached, an excellent athlete. But let's not discount the fact that this guy can also return kicks. Yes, he can. Punt returner. We've been seeing him return kicks for deep runs all year long. And that's the incredible part of this Glenwood team. And they're going to have to bring the heat against this Chambers Academy team tonight. I absolutely agree. Uh, Corey, I, as you know, I'm, I'm broadcasting this on uh, on my uh, Facebook page live. Um, I actually, here is a sample of our game that we called last week, Russell County versus Central Clay County. This is being broadcasted on Facebook Live. Here, let's, give, let's take it a look. Terry Heflin has been a one-man show here for Central Clay. And uh, this is a very talented team. They beat Beauregard 28-3 last week. Still undefeated in their region, 6-2 in 5A. Darren Harris in the pistol. Handoff is to Heflin. Heflin just runs into a maroon wall. And gets maybe a yard. Terry Heflin on the carry. Excellent job by the penetration of this Russell County defensive front. It is a no game to play. Second and ten. All right, Corey, I just want to say that you do a phenomenal job as my color commentator, and you have been all season. 
and I just want to say thank you. Richard, thank you for having the opportunity to be with you, whether it's on this radio broadcast and calling these games on the CW to Bama and Beam TV. All right. I mean, hopefully uh, we'll be back uh, calling games again. I mean, I I definitely want to see this team could just continue on. Of course, you're going to come on uh, my podcast for the Daily Dash as you're my co-host, and uh, we'll just continue doing this podcast after the season is over. And uh, it's really just been fun. I'm uh, just just calling these games with you, Corey, and you being a guest on my podcast, a co-host on my podcast, rather. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears because um, we're getting ready for the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs will start next week in Alabama. They won't start until Veterans Day weekend for the state of Georgia. But as we get into playoffs, I think about all these matchups. I mean, Central looks like the favorite to win it in 7A. In 6A, you got a lot of teams in Russell County's region that are dominant, that could win, like a Wetumpka, like a Carver-Montgomery, like a Pike Road. We've seen Wetumpka. They beat Russell County 49-7. to We know how strong they are. But what are you looking forward to the most when it comes to the playoffs in Alabama? I would say that teams like Wetumpka, who have a high-powered offense where they're able to run the football so darn well between the tackles, we got an opportunity to see them play against Russell County this season. Very efficient bunch. Now, I mean, that, that's, that, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing play because of the schedule that we have. Now, a team that I guess they got improved throughout the year that played against one of our other teams that we called Smith Station, Prattville, O'Marion Parks. O'Marion Parks is one of the best runners I've seen all year. And the reason why is because he's got the capability to run you over and use his power. And then he's got impeccable speed, and he gets shifty once he gets to the next level. And that is incredible. So Prattville is another team I'm looking forward to. Um, Surprisingly, Smith Station took care of business in that game early in the year, being that was Miss Station's only win. But Prattville, lots and lots of talent. But you can't forget about a team we called earlier this year that they are a Georgia team, that LaGrange team. We saw them play against Miss Station, and that, that Magic Johnson, one of the most dynamic players I have seen in a long time. He's going to go play the next level. He reminds me of like a Deshaun Jackson type, maybe a little bigger, Percy Harvin. Um, that's what I think he looks like, and a Stefan Diggs type. And of course, LaGrange 7 and 2, they're taking on Troop County next week. Uh, that should be the Sports Beats High School game of the week. Uh, Corey, as always, thank you so much just for being a guest here, uh, actually being my co-host on this uh, Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show for Week 11. I can't believe that the regular season is almost over. It's over for Alabama. It's almost over for Georgia. They still have one more week of football, and then we are going to have playoffs all the way until mid-December. So I will continue having these shows. I'm going to have guests on, and and of course, uh, Corey, I know we're, we're going to be done calling high school football regular season games, but you're more than welcome to come on and talk about the playoffs uh, every week, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, Absolutely Richard. Richard. Always, Always a pleasure, a pleasure working, working with you. With you.
All right, that was my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank. And we will be right back. Thank you, everybody, once again for listening to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Don't forget that you can download us on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.